This is District Sentinel Radio, the newscast of record for the left. I'm Sam Sachs. I'm Sam Knight. Joined by intern Nate. What's up? Check out the website, districtsentinel.com. We are broadcasting out of the Citizen Capital Studios in Washington, D.C. Intern Nate, Sam Knight, both wearing shorts in the studio. It's hot. Intern Nate going a step further, and he's barefoot right now, which is against Sentinel newsroom rules. Just doesn't give a fuck anymore. Absolutely not. It's terrible. What's wrong with bare feet? It's a lot. A lot. Okay. Are you one of those people that doesn't like feet? Like actively dislikes feet? Yeah. Especially yours. So yeah, I, have a, I have a fucked up toe. Yeah. Right, how, how'd you fuck up your toe, Nate? I was listening to Guns of Brixton when I was in like seventh grade. And I stubbed my toe. The toenail went all the way back in there. And it's been shaped weirdly ever what, since. How, wait, wait, wait. You I was jumping up and down listening to Guns of Brixton. So you were dancing. Barefoot. Yeah, so I was dancing. <laughs> barefoot. I was dancing barefoot. <laughs> this, this show is off to a horrible start. We should have just continued our May Day day off into Wednesday. Hey, we, we didn't see you out on May Day yesterday, by no. the way, Sax. Uh, Nate and I were holding the banner in the middle of the street starting badass chants, and uh, you were nowhere to be seen. You're trying to get on Fox News. That's true. Check out our interview with uh, Derek Davison that we released over at Patreon, patreon.com slash district sentinel. You can access it with a modest monthly contribution. Five bucks get you access to the bonus content. Also get you your own poem read on the air, which we're about to do right now. This is for Marlon. Cold just weeks ago. Now it's almost freaking hot. Remember seasons? Thank you, Marlon. This one is for Chris. When we do sound checks, need to test pops and hisses. Works best to say piss. Thank you, Chris. It's true. A lot of audio technicians and experts don't know this. But the best way to do a sound check is to say piss, piss, piss over and over again. It's true. Thanks again to our subscribers, patreon.com slash district sentinel. It's Wednesday, May 2nd, 2018. Here's the news. Mike Pompeo was sworn in today as Secretary of State, leaving behind his post as CIA director. If anyone has concerns about Pompeo's hardline fundamentalist beliefs, those fears were probably only exacerbated today. At the start of the swearing-in ceremony, a prayer was delivered by Marianne Glendon, a Harvard Law professor, anti-abortion activist, and briefly ambassador to the Vatican under George W. Bush. Here was part of her invocation. We ask these blessings, Lord, with thankful hearts and in gratitude for the countless blessings you have already bestowed upon Ant. And we ask your forgiveness for the times when we have fallen short of the great things for which you created us. Now, Glendon is a relatively unknown figure, but she only narrowly escaped portrayal in Spotlight, the Oscar-winning film from 2015, about Boston Globe reporting on the Vatican's protection of pedophiles. 
Former Globe editor Marty Baron said that Glendon should have made the movie for her reaction to the original reporting. In a November 2002 speech, she said, quote, All I can say is that if fairness and accuracy have anything to do with it, awarding the Pulitzer Prize to the Boston Globe would be like giving the Nobel Peace Prize to Osama bin Laden, end of quote. Anyway, that's who was praying for America's leading top diplomat today on his first day on the job. Somebody who literally defended the Catholic Church protecting of child rapists. I would say giving Osama bin Laden the Nobel Peace Prize isn't any wilder than some of the pieces of shit who have received the Nobel Peace Prize already. Yeah, if, uh, if Kissinger has it, then <laughs> hell, why not bin Laden? Update on some space shit. NASA got a new administrator last week, a guy named Jim Bridenstine, who's kind of an asshole. He was a surrogate for Senator Ted Cruz. He's also made previous comments casting doubt on climate change. Well, he now leads NASA, and he's taking over a project portfolio with record-breaking delays. A new GAO report, Government Accountability Office, found that NASA's major projects are facing, on average, a one-year delay, the largest delay ever recorded, and it's only likely to get worse. Quote, NASA is likely to keep seeing cost and schedule growth in the future. Complex new projects are starting up and other expensive projects are taking longer to launch than expected. Now, a couple of delayed projects include a new space launch system, a commercial crew transport system. This is one that is uh, heavily dependent on contractors Boeing and SpaceX, and it's been delayed about two years. Boeing and SpaceX got about $7 billion to build this system. Uh Upgrades to the Kennedy Space Center and launch pad there, that's about a two-year delay. The James Webb Space Telescope, which is being built to explore deep space and answer questions about the origins of the universe, that's facing a 19-month delay. I don't want that delayed. we got to know what the, what the origin of the universe is. Uh, the Orion Multipurpose Crew Vehicle, which could one day send astronauts to Mars, that's actually on time. Uh Expected to be launched ready in 2024, though it's likely to face cost overruns. Beyond the news, in the report, GAO did highlight some really cool NASA projects, including the DART project, the double asteroid redirection test to explore the possibility of breaking up threatening asteroids. Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah, that, that kind of sucks. I kind of want the asteroids to fuck <laughs> that shit up. Fuck, <laughs> fuck me up, asteroids. Uh, bam. Yeah, uh, fatalistic irony aside, it does give me a little peace of mind that NASA is working on this. We have the Europa Clipper, which is being sent out to study Jupiter's moon. Uh, we have low-boom flight demonstrators to test reducing sonic booms to allow for interstate speed of sound travel. Is that like a harp sound weapon that people are always talking about? Uh, no, I don't think it's that at all. And there's also a <laughs> Mars <laughs> Rover 2020 project in the pipeline. Not as exciting there. So we have uh, Elon Musk pulling himself up by his bootstraps into space, although that's delayed. We have the uh, the asteroid fuck-up program. Uh, it probably they're just copying some shit that was in Armageddon. Yeah. And we have the Jupiter moon exploration. Hopefully we will be blasting Emmanuel Macron to Jupiter by 2040. With just 10 days to go before the next recertification deadline, and with Trump threatening to kill it, the Iran nuclear deal is more popular than ever. 56% of participants in a new morning console poll out today said they support the deal, and just 26 said they oppose it. The last time the 2015 deal was this popular 
was last April. Recorded levels of opposition to the deal have actually never been this low, at least according to the Morning Consult's numbers. One thing to consider here is that this poll covered April 26th through May 1st, so it did factor in the response to Benjamin Netanyahu's Monday afternoon PowerPoint presentation. In other words, if Bibi's presentation was intended to reach the American people and not just our brain-melted president and his war-horny cabinet, it probably didn't have the effect he thought it would. Bibi Netanyahu cannot get America horny for war like he once was able to. Russiagate News, Trump's top lawyer handling the matter and former racist baseball player Ty Cobb is stepping down. He'll be replaced by Emmett Flood, who also sounds like a racist baseball player from the old times. Uh, Flood actually represented Bill Clinton during his impeachment defense. If only that's where this was all headed. Politico notes that Cobb's departure could signal that Trump intends to take a more confrontational approach to the Mueller investigation. That would align with recent comments Trump has made about getting more involved in the Justice Department's probe. Speaking of the Mueller team, it rebuffed an attempt by the House Freedom Caucus to understand the full scope of Mueller's investigation. The caucus asked to review an unredacted copy of Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein's directive to Special Counsel Mueller, likely so that members of the caucus could leak it then to the president. But the DOJ declined, saying its release could compromise the integrity of an ongoing investigation. Finally, yet more Scott Pruitt news. Hell yeah. Two of Pruitt's top staffers resigned, Pasquale Nino Perota, head of his security team, and Albert Kelly, the ex-banker who was appointed to oversee the Superfund program. In recent weeks, Perota in particular had drawn the spotlight. Politico reported that it was Perota who had approved of Pruitt's 19-person security team, his custom SUV, which was uh, used along with that security team to rush him to personal events like dinners at Le Diplomat, the upscale restaurant in Logan Circle. Perota was also the one who reportedly signed off on Scott Pruitt's $43,000 jack-off box, which... By the way, the GAO, we mentioned that before in the in the show, the GAO declared that illegal in an analysis. Albert Kelly, meanwhile, was under scrutiny right from the start of his appointment. Just before joining the EPA, Kelly was banned for life from the banking industry by the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation. In other Pruitt news, it appears the EPA head was approached for a favor by one of the lobbyists who rented him a Capitol Hill condo for $50 per night. The AP reported today that Stephen Hart suggested EPA committee appointments for one of his clients. Both Pruitt and Hart previously denied that the latter had business before the agency. I don't think Pruitt can do anything to make Trump fire him at this point. If anything, he'll be like Mick Mulvaney. Trump will just give him another job. Yeah true all right that's going to do it for the newscast today but before we go let's check out the old listener rant line hey what's up guys it's stumpard um just wanted to uh let you know uh it's may day uh i'm celebrating by in some time theft right now um heading out to do some mountain biking on the clock uh hope you guys are fucking over your employers also i uh, love you bye nate how did you fuck us over yesterday? I didn't really do anything different. So you just fucked us over like yeah. you normally do. <laughs> it's always May Day around here, baby. Hey, boys. Hi, Sam. Hi, Sam. Hi, Nate. Hey, it's your buddy, George. I just wanted to call to say that uh, Cardi B sucks ass, and that song she did with Bruno Mars where they uh, just fucking 
Bullshit Over uh, Poison uh, by Jodeci uh, is musical AIDS. <laughs> wow, George with a uh, that, possibly that is, his hottest take. That's yeah. the strongest music review I've ever heard of besides when, uh, I forget who it was, they reviewed a Jet album with just a picture of a gorilla pissing into its mouth. <laughs> I I don't think I've heard this song in question. I I have not heard this song. I was just taken aback. Maybe that was the song that was played uh, in that message from Sarah a few days ago. It might have been. I I don't know. I I couldn't make it out. I was just taken aback by the strongness of the uh, of the opinion there. All right, one more call. Hey boys, Drake in Cincinnati. And uh, that was the sounds of the Pittsburgh Penguins fans you were hearing. <laughs> oh, I fucking love it. Long live the curse of Barbara Bush. You have Penns fans complaining, oh, he got slew-footed. It was a dumbass pass at the blue line to the middle of the ice. All right? Don't make that play. The two-on-one doesn't happen. And this is the same fucking fan base. This is a high hit that supports the Steelers, Joey Porter, James Harrison. Ben fucking Roethlisberger, like the literal football and, I don't know, human embodiment of fucking Donald Trump. He might as well be one of Donald's big, large, wet sons. Anyway, long live the Barbara Bush curse. Uh, I fucking hate Pittsburgh so much. Uh, Greg in Cincinnati. Have a good one, boys. Washington Capitals 6-1 and one since former First Lady Barbara Bush died. I have to say, I thought the Tom Wilson hit was like comedian Dan Ninen, 100% clean. <sighs> People are saying, oh, you know, Wilson left his feet. After the point of contact, he made the hit. He was following through, okay? If you can't keep your head up, you shouldn't be in the NHL. Greg, thanks for the call. The rain line is 202-684-6108. Note to the callers, try to call from a quiet place and make sure to keep the phone up to your mouth when you're talking. There's a lot of messages that we want to play on air, but we can't because you can't understand what people are saying. Sponsors of the show include the Congressional Dish Podcast, hosted by Jen Briney. Find it at congressionaldish.com, another sponsor, levelnews.org, and Citizen Capital. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or tune in by searching for District Sentinel Radio. Give us a review, give us a rating, tell your friends to listen. The newscast returns tomorrow. We're in D.C., so you don't have to be.